Welcome to it. This is Know Your Power, the podcast series brought to you by VW Amarok. And over the course of this series, we want you to discover the man that is Siabelo Sunatla and help you tap into what real power is. All 10 episodes are live right now. So find them by clicking the link in the bio of your favorite podcast app. Siabelo Sunatla, uh, entrepreneur, mentor, rugby player, and indeed winemaker. A man who's never been afraid to step out of his comfort zone. Uh, today we speak to him as the one maker. Now, Siabel, you, you know, when I heard about this, right, Idiom Wines, and I thought, no, nah, man, you mean the guy who plays the rugby <laughs> on the field is doing this? Because you, you were kind of ahead with that thing, certainly within the South African sphere, um, to be that multidimensional, I'm doing it on the field, and, and already be thinking at your peak of what's next. So what brought up, before we get into the wines themselves, what brought up that business mindset? Firstly, I'd actually like to go back and uh, fidget with what you said. People actually thought they made the wine for me and they literally just plugged my name and Got you. it was an entire thing. It happened like that. It didn't happen like that, by the way. It was a whole process. But I think what brought me to the point of trying to create something else um, was the fact that I'm quite inquisitive and a very progressive human being to begin with. So when I was at my peak in the sevens um, realm, I was like, what's next? What's next? What's next? Yes. I understand, um, I understand that I was going to challenge myself in the 15. Like that was always uh, my mission. I was always going to challenge myself in the 15 um, format of the game. And I was going to go that route and try to be also the best in that at one point. Um, but what else can I branch into that will kind of like symbolize or highlight or celebrate my sevens career, but also open up an opportunity for me to um, endure in a different journey? So, yeah, I, I embarked. I, my thinking was like that. It's like, okay, how can I create some sort of moment from my sevens career that was so highlighted? Um something that's tangible that people can enjoy either by themselves or with me mm-hmm. or in remembrance of me. But I wanted to go deeper than that. I was like, no, actually I want to create something that people can look at and it can perform as a reflector in their own lives and be like, yo, this is what I've done. You know, yes, I made it for me, but I want you to look at it and be like, Jesus, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. Let me celebrate it. So like glory is, is an ode to celebration. As I called it, like, it's a cult celebration and I want people to celebrate their winnings, however big or small. That was the whole idea about it. I'm obviously using Sevens Rugby and my highlighted career in that uh, sphere as a platform for people to do that because it was quite a joyful time for me and uh, glorious, I guess. I, hey, that, I, I love that. But before we get into the name, because Glory is the official name and I, I love that. Let's go back to what you were mentioning about the process, right? You were saying, because uh, for, for most sportsmen, and um, we know how it is, they'll take five endorsements while they're doing it. Just put your name, proudly brought yeah. to you by. Yeah. But you said something interesting there. You're saying it was a whole process. It, it was. sounds to me like you are a, you know, you got into the wine sort of as a connoisseur and you were interested in far more than just having your name on the bottle. 100%. Like everything that I do, I never do um, at a at an upper scale level in terms of like, I don't do face value stuff. I don't do, I like, you know, things that are heavily bodied, things that have substance, things that mean something, things that 
carry something. I yeah. like things with volume. So whenever I do anything, I never just plug my name somewhere or like uh, try to get to get a, like a quick sale. I'm I'm very thoughtful in how I do things, and I wanted to carry something, something more not just meaningful for me, but to the next person. When the other person you know carries that thing, I want them to grab something out of it. So yeah, it was a whole process. We obviously the idea was um, to celebrate seven. So um, I went to Adium with an idea of. Yo, I want a varietal that has seven, uh, or like a blend that has seven varietals. Uh-huh. Um, I, and that's the thing. It's like, dude, are you crazy? <laughs> like, that's, do you know how hectic it is to mix seven? But like, luckily I got them in a very experimental phase where they were like, you know, trying new things out. So like, okay, open the door, but like, understand that it's not going to come now. It's it's a thing that you're going to have to wait for. I'm like, I'm not in a rush or I'm chilling. I have a, like, luckily for me, I was quite blessed to have a career that, you know, was ongoing. So I was not rushed to make money or do anything like that. I was like, I was taking my time and I wanted to put a product out there that would portray what I wanted to take out of it. Mm. And so the seven varietals was quite an important thing. I was like, it should have that. And then the second deliverable, which is somewhat hectic, was these seven varietals have to have characters of myself on the pitch. Oh! I <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I was like, they have to, at some form, have you know, those type of characters. Yeah. I know for, let me give an example. So like the Melor, yes. the Melor is um, in the wine world, like it's a, it's a heavy structured wine. Um, so they will talk to the, my, my in, inside the box, outside the box approach. So like, I like to operate within a certain structure, but inside that structure, that box, I'm very um, free-minded and, and, allow myself to operate in a very instinctive manner. Yeah. So it's not just I'm doing things just to do them and I'm just trying anything and everything. Everything is calculated. I'm doing everything within a calculated scale. Yes, sometimes it might look like you know, this guy just pulling things off the cuff. It's not. Yeah. I've done that thing. I've experimented. I've, I've, I've put restrictions into my game, but also free myself up in the same time. It's a very complex thing to, to talk about, um, but that's what it is. The Shiraz, for instance. The Shiraz is... In the one world, it's like a very spicy variant, um, very playful. Uh, for instance, if you never really know what Shiraz, it, it does its own thing. Like, that's what I'm talking to. I got you. That instinctive type of play, because I'm not a very, when I say structure, I don't mean like I played structured rugby. No, I don't play structured rugby. I play what I see in front of me. I play instinctively. That's yes. that's how I operate. Um, there's certain structures within that. So the Shiraz had to, had to be there because obviously it portrays that side of me like I'm, I'm very instinctive and stuff like that it's so, true yeah so like you know playing around with those type of things um uh well it was it was a process which was um very um difficult yeah. but very enjoyable at the same time because i stretched out who i was also within the game you you know you know what as I, as you were saying about the shiraz there i thought you know why now because, I mean, I imagine you didn't make it for uh, guys who are 18 at university yeah. and just want to throw it down. 100%. And, you, you know, go to the nightclub. Is it's, it's it's It sounds like, you, you know, you've put your soul into it. But as I was thinking that... It should be appreciated, uh, yeah. And you're so into sort of, you know, one of the greatest things you've ever said to me is that drip is forever. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the things I've said to you. No, no, no. That's the one that's going to live with me. Yeah, all, all of this, you, you know, you giving me all of the other inspiration to be a better man. No, no, no. no. Hold that. A drip is forever. Drip is forever. <laughs> and I, I think of something like this is that, you, you, you know, part of this is that it's an entertainment, right? The wine, mm-hmm. we know if when done correctly 
is it's a part of your food. It's a part yes. of a night out. It's, yes. it's a social lubricant. You know, and I, I know for you, that look, those shoes with yeah. that tie, with that watch yeah. is, a, is a thing, right? And, and, and I think it must be an awesome thing to kind of finish off that entertainment lifestyle, right? Because that's what you are, a magnificent entertainer. And round it off in real life as well. You, you, you know, you want people to have that quality of entertainment with the wine 100%. on top of being that guy. 100%. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, no, I always, I always try to, like I said, run it up and, and make something that kind of like portrays me in a sense. Like it has always come back to me, even though I don't always create for me. Um, so you're right. I, I always try to do that. And I think, you know, beyond just what's on the surface, like I don't just think juice. I'm thinking other things as well. Like you can see the outside of the bottle. Like it's so different. I think about stuff like that. I think about um, how I can try to, you know, bring myself out. That bottle has like a, it has the outlier of my um, logo, which is like the, uh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Badge of honor. It's a unique thing. Yeah, it's like a badge of honor, which my logo has an outline of a badge of honor and obviously has determined patterns that has the letter S, mm-hmm. the letter S, but it has the 11 in the negative space. So we try to create things like that, that, that have like deeper meaning to just, you know, just the juice. And um, so I have to ask you now, while you were playing, um, of course, you're, you're working with uh, your, your business partners who uh, we'll introduce in a sec is did you meet them as you were playing or did somebody introduce you? Um, how, how did that uh, business relationship come to be? I'm really always it's, interested it's in it. It's a funny in- story. Like it's a funny story. Um, it was, it was a dinner. There was a dinner that I was invited to by a chef friend called Wandil mm. Mabaso. Wandil Mabaso was in Cape Town introducing his new menu. So he wanted us to, his friends to be um, one of the first people to consume it and obviously to taste the menu. I was like, okay, so invite him. He's like, okay, dude, cool, I'll come. And subsequently, Salvana, the ADM property, was also a friend of um, Wandil. So we get to the event, uh, beautiful event, nice food, nice wine. And it became so nice that at the end of the night, no one wanted to leave. But the <laughs> wine was finished. Yeah. It was like, okay, this is awkward now. Yeah. What's going to happen now? And then Seven was like, okay, now I'll get some more wine. I have some more wine in the boot. Um, I'll go get some quickly and we can all just chill. Like we're having a good time. Let's just relax. She came back with the wine. Like I'm, com- I'm complimenting this wine the whole evening, dude. Like I'm just saying, yo, this one is amazing. It was the Cape Blend. I'll never forget. Mm. The Cape Blend, um, was it the 2015? I think there was 2015 vintage. The Cape Blend 2015, she bought all of that up. I was complimenting this thing. I was like, yo, so nice, so nice. She doesn't say anything about uh, this nice stuff. So she's quiet the whole time, dude. Like, okay. And then by the only by the end of the evening, it's like, yeah, no, this is this is my stuff. Do you like it? I'm like, yeah, dude, I, I absolutely love this. Like, okay, come to the wine farm um on Sunday and come just chill out there and drink some wine and have lunch um with your significant other or whoever you wish to bring. I was like, okay, cool. Um, Sunday came, I couldn't go. Um, I was busy that Sunday. And then she like, we just kept in contact. She, like she gave me her contacts. Yeah. yeah, we just kept in contact via email and just kept on checking in as people do. Like you just check in, it's like, how are you doing? I became 
really good friends uh, by just doing that, like on email. Can you imagine? Hey, man. And we had WhatsApp. Why didn't we use uh, why? email chatting now? Why? Why didn't we use WhatsApp? It's 1996 <laughs> again already. <laughs> so we did that, we did that for a while, and then I got a cap. She's like, "Yo, dude, whenever you have a cap on a Sunday, come through." Luckily, that Sunday that I had a cap, she was also trying out a new menu, which is something that's upset. Um, and she invited me over, and I went down to the to the estate, um, had lunch, beautiful lunch, um, beautiful ones again. And it was that. I was like, okay, dude, thank you so much for the experience. I really loved it. Place is amazing. It's beautiful. Really had a good time. Went. Still kept in contact. And when I had that idea of I want to create in Mamoma something that's tangible that I can enjoy with people, mm-hmm. And other people can enjoy with me because I don't. I wasn't about to write a book or anything like that. I wanted to, like I'm always doing things differently. Like I love entering different spaces. I was like, wow, I enjoy wine very much, and I'm pretty certain that other people enjoy wine a lot, a lot. Definitely. <laughs> so it was like, okay, like it clicks. And she's the first person I I actually considered because I loved the one so much. I was like, geez, I want something that's gonna be that good. And mm. then I went back to her and I presented that there. It was like. Yeah, I want a wine. That's where the chat about, I want the wine that has seven uh, different virtuals and stuff like that. It's like, okay, that's quite a heavy ask, but yeah, we open to it. And that's how it started, basically. And so what I'm interested in is, you know, what breaks the mold again is for sportsmen is they're always scared to tamper or play in another field because the identity is... You guys are so comfortable on the field. It's what you've been doing for years. You, you know, you are kings in your field. And also, I think it's it's the fact that, especially to be doubling something like one, because mm. you a sportsman, you know, alcohol is has a bad connotation in sport sure. um, because of obvious reasons, right? So me, you know, trying to venture into something like that was kind of scary. Also, like, I, I wouldn't lie, I wouldn't say, like, I don't think, you know, otherwise, I, I used to think about it quite a lot. It was like, okay, cool. What does that mean to my name? What does it mean to, you know, who I'm playing for? What does it mean for, like, I just, you know, rounded up situations in my head and trying to make sense of it. But I think at a point, like, I I really just lost my sense of fear. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do it. Because if you're responsible and you're doing the right thing, then there's no reason why you shouldn't be doing what you want to do. And I think in this case, if you were making it again, you know, in South Africa, we have a, a great word to describe this for guys to just get sloshed. Yeah. And it didn't have the quality element to it. You, mm. you know, I think people can resonate with somebody who wants to go and have a wine with a nice steak. 100%. And, and I think as you were going through those internal battles, I think that's natural. You, mm. you, you know, the, the, the corporate, I would imagine, is it's so crushing. Yeah. For what are they going to think? It's going to, you know, it's going to affect your bottom. But eventually, when you were living that organic, it's about quality. It, it, it literally it is about quality, and obviously, Jack, just breaking, just breaking off the the mold of of just being a rugby player because I believe I'm not just that. Yeah. You know, like being scared to do something outside of rugby because also within the fraternity, there's a chat about you know if you do something else outside of rugby, then you're not really focused about yeah, about your job. You're not really focused. You're not there. You're not there enough. I'm with you. But I'm like. No, that's that's nonsense because I was at the peak of my career and I was still doing that. So how can you tell me that I'm not for like rugby will always be my first love. I'll always I'll always give everything when I get on the pitch. I'll never give less than that. I'll always give everything and I'll always do well. But people are not one dimension. We're very dynamic and we're forever changing. And we need to serve all the spheres in our lives and not just one part of us. 
And that was my argument. I went there with that type of mindset. I love that. Let's quickly talk to that, right? Is that, you know, we see so many sportsmen have to hide in the dressing room. And I've been fortunate to speak to some, but also getting to meet you, is that there are so many guys who are so trapped in this is all I am. And then it's five years, 10 years into your career. And you forget that you're a brother. You forget that you you have the potential to be a, a, a working professional, you know, a, an artist, a singer, a, whatever you could be. Is You're a whole human being. 100%. And by the time you look up, it's 10 years later, your your sister and brother moved on. Mm. Your, your your children have moved on. You've forgotten that you're, you're that. What would you say to the way we treat sportsmen in that sense? And I mean, it's probably more into the fraternity, not as a criticism, but to say, hey, these guys need to be able to express themselves as more than just a scrumming machine. I think it's it's within the fraternity. And obviously what we were brought up to believe within the fraternity. The fraternity. Um, like we, we box ourselves in. And like I said, like normally it's with us. We box ourselves in because this is what we believe. But in reality, it's not like that. Nobody really cares, you know. And I think we... As an industry, we become more progressive. So people are allowed to say a little bit more, do a little bit more. Yeah. So as a whole um, industry, we like we're growing. So it allows certain individuals or people to also grow outside of themselves and express themselves a little bit more, which is great because at the end of the day, like we're human before we rugby players. And there was a life before rugby for all of us. Um, why do we, you know, backlash or like leave all the baggage of our lives, baggage in a very good way, yeah. um, and just enter life as just this naked rugby player. You know, there's there's a whole lot more to us and we have other abilities that we should be honing and uh, sharpening so that, I mean, we become holistic people. That's how I see it. And I, I would imagine, you know, as you were stepping into sort of your holistic element, it affected your game in a positive sense. You, you know, you've got this wider base as a human being now you just go out there and you're expressing yourself. You're not, you're not w- wondering on the pitch, what if I was to, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Like it's, that's what I'm saying. Like that's, it's a bad condition because it's actually the opposite. Mm. Once you dabble into something else and you enter something else, you take off the pressure of the other. Got you. Because that's not the only thing that you focused about. I mean, like when I was just playing rugby, I used to eat, sleep, think, dream. Everything was just about rugby and that's not healthy. You need to step away from that and, you know, think about something else. So when I entered the the the, the wine world, I kind of, you know, served my brain in a different capacity, like creatively, like I would thought differently and I could forget about the rugby, which what happens, it leaves the rugby to be fresh the next day when I get like, I'm fresh when I get to the rugby again. I want to be doing it. Mm. It's not a, it's not a matter of fact, like I've been, you I've been thinking about this the whole day and night. I have to do it again tomorrow. It's like, no. I did in the morning, in the afternoon, and then I did something else. So when I get back to the rugby, my mind is fresh. Like, I want to do this. I'm hungry again. It's like, so I did the total opposite. And that's where I found um, so much value into doubling to other things because you're not just that. You, you this as well. So you have to, you know, switch up between the two. And if I found it very valuable when I got injured, actually. When I was injured, I was injured for a very long time, about like six months or six to nine months. If rugby was my it and all, it would have crushed me. It would have really crushed me because that's all I know. And obviously I can't do anything in that space because I'm injured. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I'm with no value. 
to the to to the space, but I'm there because I have to be there. Got you. So when I when I had wine, yes, I rehabbed and I did what I could that side, but I was I could focus totally on this space and kind of like refreshed my mind and brought me to a different type of mental space. And I mean that's huge. That's that's amazing. That's crazy. That's cool because we only ever look at uh, you guys again as meat and bones, right? Is yeah, you forget there's a human being yeah. in there. There's a there's a you know there's somebody who needs to be looked after and told they are loved and they are valued when they don't score a hat trick like you did this weekend. By the way, yeah. shout out! Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. It's really crazy because subsequently, like that rehab phase is the most loneliest time that you have as an athlete. So that's when you need people to be shouting at you. You don't need people to be shouting at you or for you rather when you at your peak you already feel you're already confident you gotcha. already feel like okay i'm doing it like it's you already feel that way like you're energized everything is all good you need people to be there for you and shout for you when you're down there but subsequently that doesn't happen that's why we're like we have such a lonely time because you by yourself you know with the team you're rehabbing by yourself you're coming at different times at what the team um comes in you feel isolated yeah and that's when you need those voices, you know, that's that's going to pretty much motivate you and keep you going. But it doesn't happen like that. So it's funny how life works, really. Life's a funny thing. Yeah. And that, I mean, the one helped me to just forget about that and just to focus on something else that I'm building. And b- before we, we uh, go over to Roberta, I, I wanted to ask you uh, something else about about kind of being uh, breaking the mold again and, and heading in this direction. You know, when you do this... Um, is I went to boarding school and I kind of know what the mentality is, right? Mm-hmm. Is if we think something, like, I, l- let me use myself. Like, if I thought something was quite a cool idea, but I kind of knew that the boarding master might, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, we're going to let this guy do it. And let's see how the boarding master responds. Yeah, I would imagine as you went like this, like you said, it was quite brave for you to go into um, this business world, especially uh, within the alcohol industry. When you did it, I'm sure there were other guys that asked you, how did you do it? Help me. Has that happened or? or? It has. It has happened. Like you, you get a lot of um, feedback from the guys asking for for you to hold their hand and help them in their way of thinking, not necessarily doing the, the same thing, but just to branch out of this rugby um, incriminated mind and to venture into something else. I mean, there's... There's a lot that we we capable of. Gaza before and Ramon before he went to um, pursue a mortuary business. I mean, his career obviously was affected with his injury, like, um, and they told him he can never play again. So he was kind of forced to. But why do we have to be forced before we think a certain way? You know. So what I was doing rehab, he came to ask me like, he we used to talk all the time, like. How are you finding, you know, branching out in different things? How do you, and we used to talk and I used to tell them that, dude, it's tough. It's not easy, whatever. Um, but it's it's a very nice experience because you get to learn and you get to grow in different areas of your life, you know, ones that are not natural to us because we sports people. But you get to, you get to, you get to learn, especially when you're an entrepreneur, because when you're an entrepreneur, you have to be the marketing person. You have to do your finance. You have to do Everything, your social media, you have That's to, it. you touch on everything. So you're growing on all those aspects of your business. So you get to know your business in and out, which is such a wonderful thing. Uh, because once you get people that are going to be doing those things for you, you understand the model so good that nobody can really um, 
tell you otherwise or, or try to short arm you or anything like that. So that's that's amazing to be in a position where you kind of like forefronting um, a change in the industry. Um, but I felt somewhat, you know, somewhat of an exception because I told you like I was a rebel. Even <laughs> like I've always been that person that always expressed themselves. Right? Yeah. So people always knew like, if I do some things like, ah, it's him. Uh, it's, that. it's allowed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm with you. So it's not, it's not like, it's not frowned upon. Uh, but people still raise their eyebrows like, yo, what are you doing, dude? But because it's me, then we're like, kind of like accepted, uh, accepted of the, of whatever I was doing because I always did things differently. So it's like, ah, it's him. We, we know him like that. And, and you, you, rugby for, for, for whatever we may say is still a brotherhood. You, you, you know, is that you guys are basically in, Listen, hey, rugby is still a vicious sport. Only you guys can understand what it's yeah. like to bump into another man and force him against his will to move backwards <laughs> for 80 minutes a week, right? Yeah. Is that I think it's more special when, you know, here, here in South Africa, um, we have a saying, which means uh, you are someone because of someone. So mm. I think it must mean so much to you to lift the community up. You know what I mean? That, that I, I don't, like that must be awesome. It must be an awesome feeling to that's, see somebody. That's literally all I'm trying to do. Not just within the rugby space, like whatever I touch. Um, I don't touch things for myself. Yeah, I touch things to lift others. Having said that, you're also that guy. Now you went to Idiom Wines and you said this case must come with seven. Because <laughs> everyone has... Uh, anyway, uh, I'm difficult. I'm difficult. You're that guy. No, you just have to be different, man. You have to put your stamp on everything that you do. Everything has to have a semblance of who you are and, and how you operate. And just like a simple gesture like that. Everyone has like a normal box. I have a flat box. So the glory wine comes in seven, a flat, a box. flat box. And what's the shape? Now the shape of bottle is um is uh it's standard. Yeah. It's standard. Um and the 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 case itself it's rectangular. Uh, so it's a flat box, uh, very well structured. You can pick it up and, and leave it as a go. So like I know that's a problem because like when you're dealing with pallets, they're like, okay, how are we gonna put this now? So it's a it's a different <laughs> it's a different experience for <laughs> the people that are distributing. But they make it work, man. Um, it's all about it in your stamp. Yeah. The I can imagine the guys getting, uh, it's like, okay, you know, whatever, wine. It's glory wines. It's a problem. It's a problem. It's like, ish. Bring that Who's other guy. Who's this and then, now? And then they say, it's that guy. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I know that guy. You see, but I'm strategic. It's a very good way of people remember. To, it's a very good way to get people to remember you. Sorry. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, because of that experience, they're going to know you. They're going to who is it, Sabel? That guy. Sabel. Now people know me. <laughs> now I have more impact. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's very strategic, this thing. You must do it nicely. And and talk to me about your relationship with uh, Roberto and Silvana, uh, the Potegas. I mean, what's that been like? What have you learned from them? I mean, obviously you're in business together, but what, what have you learned from them? I've learned that they are very welcoming people. Um, crazy in the way they think. Um, they are, they are people that are also very dynamic to me. So like me, sorry. So like, it's, it's very easy for me to cling to them because they operate in a sense that I understand, like in a way that I understand. Um, I mean, they have like, they sell jewelry, they sell art pieces. They into, they do gin. 
Mm-hmm. They do leather bags into leather products. So they're always dabbling into other things as well uh, while having a wine estate, which is doing so amazing. So it's easy for me to go to them and be like, hey, dude, this is what I'm thinking. Um, how do you see it? So I've, I've, I've loved having a relationship with them and building a relationship with them because they th- think similarly to what I think. Um, and like I said, they're very welcoming and always open to to stretch things out. Um, and to do the unthinkable at the end of the day, which is something that excites me a whole lot. I mean, I had to lean a lot on them in the beginning of the business because I was not quite um, affair with, with the business. And they were so welcoming and um, so uh, inviting to to not just lend their time, mm. but lend their resources as well, uh, which is something that I'm, I'm really grateful for. Let's go. To, let's get to what everyone wants to know. Number one, what's your favorite wine? Right. Yes. And then number two. I'm going to be biased there, so. <laughs> you are that guy. You're supposed to be neutral. <laughs> so what's your favorite wine? And where can we get uh, Glory? Um, apart, from, apart from Glory, I think my favorite would be the Cape Blend. I'm going to keep it within the family. Mm-hmm. The Cape Blend from Idiom. Um, I really, really enjoy that. Um, I think the 2011 vintage is, is kind of cool. Um, hard to find. So if you do find it, you're a very lucky man or woman. Um, so, so sure, that's my favorite. It's very nice. It's, um, it's really, really great. And Glory, right now, you can find it either at the estate, at Idiom, um, at the Idiom estate. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can find it online at Glory Africa, uh, GloryWine.Africa. Um and and get it from there. Glorywine.africa. Yeah, glorywine.africa. Man, that's awesome, dude. And so so uh, hey, also let's let's keep it open here. It's uh, who, who's it for? Because is it for Mr. Romantic Eliana? You pair it with a steak. I mean, <laughs> what what do you have? I mean, for it's us? it's a very versatile one. So you can either you know you can either have it easy drinking, mm-hmm. um, and just chilling with the mates. That would be a very expensive, easy drinking wine. If you like that. <laughs> <laughs> that option is is not viable even for me because I buy my own wine as well. Nah, it doesn't work. Oh, yeah. I'd go, I'd go something way, way cheaper for easy drinking. Uh-huh. Um, but you can do it with meals as well. Like it's very good with meat. Yeah. Um, pays well with meat. Um, I think that's why I love Brian so much because it's an excuse to drink some glue. <laughs> that guy. You see, I was wondering why does he like Brian? And you know and, uh, what? It's strategic. Everything is strategic. It works out well. Because somebody always has to also, you have to look after Brian Master because you know, you know what, what I'm I saying? I always want to be the guy next to topping up because I know those extra chops that are <laughs> just beneficial. It's that pass. It's that pass. Just a pop. I knew it. I knew you liked Brian because of that. <laughs> but um, I think more importantly, Glory is a one made for celebration, as I alluded to earlier. Yeah. It's a it's a tool to reflect on one's life and celebrate. Um, I feel like as people, we don't celebrate nearly as enough. Mm-hmm. Um, myself included, I saw that in my own life. You know, you achieve so much and you're always thinking what's next. So Glory is there to step in and say, hey, dude, look at yourself. Look at your life. You did one, you did two, you did three. Sit down, have a glass of wine, celebrate yourself. Celebrate those moments, however big or small. Celebrate those moments, and then we can move on after that. 
Um, so it's meant to celebrate and act as a reflector on one's life and and just to take a chill pill and, and celebrate those moments because life is very fast. Life is very fast. We need to take care of ourselves and pat ourselves sometimes.